Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet, please. Are the, micro, are the ampli, uh, speakers on upstairs? All right. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your blessings today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask for these few minutes that we'll be here, that you'll speak to our hearts and help us to walk in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, turn with me to Luke chapter 23. Uh, Whilst you are still standing, we're going to read our scripture passage for this evening. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Are you there? All right. Are you there? Are you there? Okay, verse 34. It says, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Lord, we thank you once again for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today, my message is entitled, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All right. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Bible says, uh, but Jesus turning unto them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but for yourselves. For behold, the days are coming in the which they shall say, Blessed are the barren. And the wombs that never gave bear, that never bear, the paps which never gave sack. And then they shall begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, There they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, all together, ready now, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. The first uh, part of my message is Father. Amen. When Jesus Christ was pressurized, He called upon his father. What do you do when you are under pressure? Amen. What do you do when you are under intense pressure? When you are being crucified and being hurt? What is your reaction? What do you do? What do you say? Hallelujah. 
Jesus cried and said, Father, Amen. He turned to his heavenly Father in response to his difficulties. Amen. And I want to say, uh, maybe you have not learned to call upon your Father. Um, Sometimes the reason why we don't call upon somebody in time of trouble is because we don't normally call the person how many have made a call to somebody before when you call the person the person said "Uh uh-huh because the person knows that you don't usually call is that not so so the fact that you are calling and there must be something yeah i mean what do you want you must want something or need something so sometimes you feel bad about calling is that not so you don't feel like calling because you you don't normally call so the fact that you are calling means that there's some issue or some whatever so the first what do you call it of response from the person will be why are you calling what is it what do you want you must want something or need something one day i called somebody and uh, his response was what do you want you understand and i i never called again amen because it is not nice to have that feeling where you 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 wonder whether the person really is happy that you call is that not so so ladies and gentlemen our first response to the lord must be to our first response in difficulty must be to call upon the lord and to call upon the lord with confidence means that you have to learn how to call upon the lord on a daily basis amen and if you don't normally call upon the lord you will not be able to have the confidence that you need you know and let's face it even us you know when you see somebody who just comes to you because he needs something you are not so open you know like people who beg for money you know most people find them some way because you know that the person has no interest in you sometimes there are some people in church who come and beg in the church they have made themselves professional beggars and it's against AMA laws to beg. So don't beg in the church. It's against the AMA, Accra Metropolitan Authorities, to beg. And we would encourage people not to uh, yield to these beggars, no matter who they are, because they are making themselves, some of them are making themselves like thieves. You know, you beg this person for that, beg this person, but. You look at the person, you realize the person is not genuinely interested in God or in serving the Lord. But the person is interested in getting some money to go and continue the bad things that he or she is doing. Are you listening to me? So you find out that after a while, after some time of begging, and the same people who used to bless the person say, no, it seems you are not interested in really uh, resolving your problem. Is that not so? So, um, The Lord wants us to call upon him 
all the time. Let's pray without ceasing. Let's pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray all the time. You know, and this is Jesus' first response to what was going on was prayer. You know, Father, forgive. Forgive them. Amen. The second is forgive. Forgive. You know, um, be, before we even uh, go into the, the, the forgiveness, I just want to say something about the Father. Listen to me. God is the best person to respond to your difficulties. Amen. He can help you best. Amen. Man can help you up to a point. But God can help you best. Amen. And God can revenge for you. You know the difficulties we have. Some of the people who are not treating us nicely. They should be beaten. Is it not true? Huh? Should they not be punished? So who is going to punish these people? God is going to punish them for you. Amen. And in Romans chapter 12, the Bible clearly tells us that God wants to deal with the people for you. But because you call on the arm of flesh and you involve earthly revenge, he cannot deal with the situation for you. In fact, I want to say that most of the time, the reason why God does not respond to our needs and to our cry, sometimes unspoken cry for revenge is because we have interfered and God cannot get involved when we have gotten involved ourselves. In Romans chapter 12, are you there? It says in verse 17, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. And if it be possible, as much as lieth with you, because sometimes it's not possible, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, in verse 19, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy be hungry, feed him. And if he thirst, give him drink. In other words, do something good to somebody who is not treating you nicely. If you have any opportunity to do something good, try and go out of your way to be extra nice. Are you listening to me? Smith Wigglesworth was a backslidden plumber. Smith Wigglesworth was the father of Kenneth Hagin spiritually. And he was a backslidden plumber. And his wife was going to church and he didn't want to go to church. So... What happened 
was that one day he went to church she went to church and when she came back her husband had locked the door and would not allow her to come in and so she stood outside the door and knocked in the winter asking for her husband to come and this backslidden plumber refused to open the door so mrs wigglesworth slept outside that night in the cold at the door of her own house of her marital home she said when brother wigglesworth the backslidden plumber opened the door in the morning she just came in with a smile good morning glory to god and she came into the house and she said she she went and she organized the nicest breakfast that she could organize for her husband and smith wigglesworth was so touched by this behavior of his wife that he became converted hallelujah amen so this is a good example of if thine enemy is hungry feed him and if he's thirsty give him something to drink the bible says do the opposite in fact pray for the opportunity to do something good to your enemy next time somebody who is offending you crosses your path tell yourself i've got you tell say it to yourself i've got you now and then do something good tell the person i will do you good you will see hallelujah that is the christian behavior and when you learn this christian behavior you will notice that the verse 19 will begin to apply to you it says dearly beloved avenge not yourself but rather give place unto wrath in other words give space opportunity make a way for the wrath of god to operate fully for it is written vengeance is mine i am the owner of revenge of, of, of vengeance god is the owner of vengeance when he said vengeance is mine he said i possess vengeance i am the owner of vengeance and revenge i have taken it from the earth and i've kept it with as a personal possession so i am the one who releases vengeance i am the the one who unleashes vengeance so don't interrupt or get in my way of my work god is the avenger one day i was sitting with a pastor a man of god and he told me that he had been caught up to heaven when he went to heaven he met the lord and the lord told him that there were three things he should never get involved with he said they belong to me he said that's what jesus told him he said number one the tithe 10 percent of your income he said the tithe is the lord's don't ever be involved with the tithe don't use it don't touch it don't interfere with it it is the lord's then he said the second thing that he told him that was his that he should not get involved with was the glory he said the glory is mine don't touch the glory 
And the surprising third thing that he said was mine is vengeance. He said, vengeance is also mine. I own it. Don't interrupt. Don't interfere. Leave it to me. If you get the chance to do something good to your enemy, do something good. Just take on, I will do you good, you see today. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I tell you, I see you receiving the forgiveness of the Lord. Amen. So remember this scripture because if you are in this world, people are going to offend you. It's just a matter of time. You'll be offended at home. You'll be offended in church. As I preach, some people are already offended with what I'm preaching. There are people who think that, you know, I'm preaching about them. Some of them say, oh, what are you saying? What does this mean and that mean? He pointed his hand in this direction when he was saying that thing. So he's thinking about me. He knows me. This and that and all kinds of things, you know. But you have to learn how to forgive. So if I preach and I offended you after church, come and give me an offering. Hallelujah. And then you'll be doing me good. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that it will just go out of your heart. Hallelujah. So number one is vengeance. And so the first thing is father. And the second thing is father forgive. Forgive who? Them? Before father forgives them, he forgives you. You cannot say father forgive them until you say father forgive me. Father, I for, forgive me as I forgive them. Your, the forgiveness of them is predicated on your forgiveness, your forgiveness of your own sins. Forgive me as I forgive them. Forgive them as I am also forgiven. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Are you listening? Listen. We ourselves need a lot of forgiveness. Our sins are many. I said our sins are many. Only that you haven't seen. And only that people don't know your sins. People can't see your sins. And only that people have only three sins they know about. Stealing, lying, and fornication. These are the only three that people know. But there are more sins in the world than these three. So when you don't sin, you don't lie, you don't steal, you don't lie, you don't fornicate, you think you are good. But you don't know that you are bad. So I'm going to show you today. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 18. Now this parable is the parable, it's one of the parables, but we've never really talked about it as a parable. But it's a parable of the kingdom and it's, it teaches us that the kingdom of heaven is like um, a situation where people are uh, in debt. Many people are in debt, but they are moving around. Nobody knows. Matthew 18. Tell the person next to you, nobody knows how much you owe. Now look at the person next to you and see, does the person owe any money? Is he, is he owing the bank? Is he owing his brother? Is he owing somebody? Is he owing a friend? Can you tell? Just look at the person. Can you see how much the person owes by looking at the person? How many will be surprised for the person to tell you how much he is owing? Maybe the person is driving a beautiful car outside, but he's all dead. The person is owing here, owing here, owing here, owing here. 
Maybe you are giving somebody a lift but not knowing that the lift is a death that is moving. Maybe you invite somebody to your house but not knowing that you borrowed money to pay the rent advance. You invite somebody to your wedding not knowing that the wedding gown, you borrowed money to go and pay, uh, buy the wedding gown, pay for it. Shake your right leg, shout mercy, Lord. So when you look at somebody, you don't have any idea of how much the person owes. Maybe the shoes the person is wearing are borrowed shoes. Maybe the person is wearing a borrowed wig. Maybe the person is wearing somebody's dress. Maybe everything apart from the pants of the person are borrowed things. One day a pastor came to preach here in our church And he said look There was a time when I go to church Everything apart from the pants that I'm wearing Are borrowed things that I'm wearing Forgive But you see People who are in debt And people who are not in debt They look the same when they are in the church (laughs) They are all shouting Forgive I don't know what is there I tell you Matthew chapter 18 Therefore Verse 23 The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king Which would take account of his servants And when he had begun to reckon One was brought unto him Which owed him 10,000 talents But for as much as he had not to pay (laughs) The kingdom of heaven is like people who have not to pay You can't pay I said you can't pay your things are too many your sins are too much you are too bad you can't pay he said in as much as he had not to pay you don't have enough to pay his lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made the cost of your debts as you sit in the house of God are more than your very neck. It's more than your eyes to be gouged out. It's more than your lungs to be removed or your intestines to be pulled out. It's you, your wife, your children and all that you have. More than you yourself are your debts that you owe the Lord as you are sitting in the house of God. That is why you can never find enough to pay. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife, his children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Tell your nearest Christian, look, be patient with me. I, I I will pay thee all. Be patient. Amen. Maybe you are married. You must be patient with your husband. He will pay the all. Maybe he's not a good husband now, but with time, he will pay the all. Can I have an amen from the sisters? Maybe you are married to a, a woman. She's not the best type of wife. Maybe she doesn't know this, she doesn't know that. 
she doesn't know the abc of love abc of forgiveness abc of cooking abc of sex xyz of happiness she does he's not happy but have patience with her she will pay the all with time maybe you are in a church and the pastor is not up to what you think he should be you know you feel that he's not anointed there are no miracles there's no power we don't understand the preaching have patience with your pastor he will pay the all with time he will be a good enough pastor for you maybe you are a pastor you have church members and today this one is sleeping in backless band tomorrow the person is sleeping at another place doing this year doing bad thing discrediting the church have patience with that member he or she will pay the all with time some of you are only here because your pastor has had patience with you because god has had patience with you if they were to have struck you in the day that you began to misbehave to not have been easy but patience with you and with your attitude and your behavior and everything about you patience for you to grow up for you to mature patience has been hard for you why wouldn't you also have patience for somebody else have patience with me i will pay the all i'm preaching good preaching then the lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants turn around and shake the hands with three fellow servants in the church any three fellow servants you can find shake hands with three fellow servants Uh, these are fellow servants Tell the person you are my fellow servant. Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. Hallelujah. Now the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. A hundred pence is, you know, very small. It's like, you know, a dollar or something like that. And then the other one that he was owing was like 20 million dollars or something. And he laid on his hand and took him by the throat and said, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. The same words, I will pay thee all. <laughs> you see, the words of your prayers are the words of your fellow servants to you patience with me i will pay thee all oh god and your fellow servant is crying the same cry to you and say have patience with me i will also pay thee all and he would not but he went and cast him into the prison till he should pay the debt so when the fellow servants saw what was done they were very sorry and came and told unto their lord all that was done then his lord after that he had called him said unto him oh thou wicked servant i forgive thee all that debt because thou desirest me shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant even as i had pity on thee and his lord was rough and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you 
If ye from your hearts, uh, you see, most Christians say, Me, I've forgiven him. Me, I don't have, I don't, look, I don't have anything like this. <laughs> oh, me, I don't have anything. Uh, yeah. He, he has the problem. I don't have any problem. She has the problem. I don't have a problem. He has a problem. I don't have a problem. Me, I don't have anything against anyone. My heart is clean. How many times have you heard that kind of uh, uh, poetry? Me, I don't have anything against it. Look, me, I, look it's, it's his fault. It's her fault. Or even if you don't say it's his fault or it's her fault, you say, look, it's up to the person. For me, me, look, since I became a Christian, you see, look, me, I certain things I don't, look, me, I don't have anything. Zizo, zaza. I'm preaching good preaching. I said it's good preaching. Only Satan doesn't like my preaching. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Listen to me. As you see me walking here only that you can't see my debts in the natural you can't see if i owe somebody you can't see because i don't have a signboard saying i'm owing this brother this number you can't see and that is how all of us are you see especially abroad where a television that you buy is a debt a car you buy is a debt a fridge you buy is a debt uh, food that you buy everything is credit clothes that you buy everything you are owing so people you see in church you realize that this one man that is sitting there television fridge car house clothes shoes everything there are some payments the person is making every month to sustain himself so the people you see sitting there they are not free at all And right here too, we have a lot of people. The shoe that you are wearing, you are borrowed. This thing, you are borrowed money from here. You are borrowed money from this person. Borrowed money from this person. Borrowed from here. Borrowed from here. But I don't know what happens when we see our fellow servant. A spirit of self-righteousness comes over us. And we feel that we are better than any other fellow servant. And we feel that we, we, you see, this, you see, do you know why we we have that spirit of self righteousness? Because the thing that the person is doing against you, you can't see how you can do that. Oh yeah, it's like food. Everybody eats different food. You know, Ghanaians eat different food from even Nigerians, even Gambians. Ghanaians eat different food from Gambians. Gambians, when they are cooking, they don't have tomato in their stew. Stew, tomato free stew. (laughs) Nigerians, a lot of their food has leaves in it and meat, big meat. One day I went to Nigeria, they gave me some rice and then some meat. When I saw the leg of the chicken, I said, Is it a chicken or an ostrich or what leg have they brought me here? 
<laughs> I was afraid of the chicken leg, so I gave it to Pastor Oko and he ate it for me. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. (laughs) So, sometimes when you see somebody eating something, you you marvel and say, hey, is it? See, you can't imagine yourself. There are times when I see food that I can't eat. A spirit of closed stomach comes upon me. I, I don't eat. I will just be there. I cannot imagine that somebody is enjoying it. Because I am very fastidious about food. Are you listening to me? But there are some people who have a Catholic taste. Catholic means all round. They, they can eat anything. <laughs> it's the same thing with sin. Many times, you cannot understand somebody's problem. You, see, you, can't, you can't see why should you, why, why should you have a problem with this? Why should you behave like this? How, 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 I mean, how? Why should you beg? You see, the way I was talking about begging, maybe because I've not been a beggar before, that's why I speak in that high and mighty tone about begging. Mercy for my soul. Because I, can't, I don't see why you should be begging, but because I've not been there before in a place where I can't rise to be begging. That's why you speak in that down, downward way. Why? Why should you? Why should you do this? Why should you fornicate? Maybe a woman, you don't have any feelings. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't understand. That. Why should somebody go and fornicate? <laughs> it's that the person is a fool. To you, the person is a fool. God, you don't have feelings. It looks strange to you. But a brother who is seeing will say, Hey! It could have been me. Because you have that feeling. That's why the Bible says, Jesus, we don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. Any infirmity that you have, Jesus can, has been touched with that feeling. He can empathize with you and sympathize with you. (laughs) Are you listening to me? All of us are owing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's not only three things. Lying, stealing, fornicating, but smoking, drinking, five, big five. Fighting, big six. And what again? 
Meda. Big seven. No, you are owing. You see, it's not only borrowing money to build a house or borrowing money to buy a car. There's owing for television. There's owing your friend. Owing this. Owing your mother. Owing your father. <laughs> so, Father, forgive. Let me tell you, when you do not forgive, huh? you see, when you forgive, although you owe a lot, you'll be walking freely as if you don't owe anybody. You see, Ghana Airways is flying freely. Uh, it's owing. <laughs> so, when you see Ghana Airways landing somewhere, it's not that it doesn't owe, but only that it owes, but it has been released to be moving. <laughs> That's how our lives are. The last time I heard Ghana Airways was, oh, is it 700 and, 700 and something million dollars? Hmm? And it's moving free. It comes. You see that it has landed. You see that it's going somewhere. It comes. Say, hey, this plane is owing a lot of money. One day I heard that it went to land somewhere. They said we will release the plane again <laughs> because the fellow servant has said no. Today we shall not release you. <laughs> <laughs> so your 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 sins don't affect you. Your sins don't kill you. Your sins don't make you sick until, until, until you also start to see somebody's sins and start to hold the person as you hold them, they'll hold you over here. And he said that deliver him to the tormentors. 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 Deliver him to the tormentors. To the cancers. To the diseases. To the sicknesses. To the blindness. To the illnesses. To death. To confusion. To poverty. To all the wickedness and the evil spirits that are standing by. Waiting for a chance to descend upon your soul, to descend upon your life. As soon as you hold somebody, say, ah! <laughs> when you hold somebody's shirt, hold the neighbor's, hold your neighbor's shirt right now. Hold your ah. You see, the demons are now looking, and they are saying, aha! It seems an opportunity is about to unfold. This is one of the reasons why since I became a Christian, I don't lend money. Oh yeah. I give. If I have, I'll give you. I'll not lend to you. You see, one day I was owing. One day there was a, a, a guy who was, he, he was, he was working. You well, know, he was working, but he, he owed me some money. And the Lord told me, look, forgive the man. His debts. 
I said, no, this guy. I'm going to chase the guy. I'm going to get the money. The man is some way. You see, sometimes you would even like to forgive them, but then when they are arrogant, sometimes they are some way, you know. How many have seen somebody who owes you the person is rather he's rather annoyed when he sees you in the church? And they tend to irritate you by their arrogance. Listen to me, please. No fooling, please. Don't fool around. They tend to irritate you and they stir you up. But I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, even those of you who people owe, forgive them. Oh, yeah. I'm teaching you to forgive. He said, Forgive them your debt. We have made it spiritual debt. He said, Debt. <laughs> 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 we, have, we have modified the Bible says spiritual debts. You know, God will use it. You see, do you know why the Lord told me that, that later on I understood why the Lord was telling me to forgive the man? Because the Lord wanted to bless me. And you know, the Lord could see that the man would never pay me. As I'm standing here, he hasn't paid me. I'm standing here. More than 20 years ago, he hasn't paid me. You can ask my wife. I used to go and follow this man. I said, let's go. We are going to follow this guy. <laughs> I will put her in the car. Then we will go looking for the man. See, sometimes you feel that you are so poor. But let me tell you, the blessing you need is for your debts to be forgiven. And sometimes God wants you to forgive the person or he gives you a chance to forgive so that one day, I said one day, you will also be forgiven. Maybe it will not be a financial debt. Maybe it will be some other kind of a debt and you'll be forgiven. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It is merciful people who will obtain mercy. I say it's merciful people who will receive the mercy of the Lord. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, release your friend so that the demons will go off you. One day, Papa Hagen was ministering. He prayed for this lady five times every Tuesday. Oh, some Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Then the fifth day, the Tuesday, he prayed for her. When he laid hands on her, he saw a demon sitting on either her breast or her lungs. And it had turned into, into cancer. Advanced cancer. Advanced. Advanced. When, I, when we talk about advanced cancer, you see, advanced cancer is cancer, something that has spread. It, is, it has infiltrated all over the body. So it's not something that you just pluck away and go. There's nothing like plucking it off. It's not pluckable. It's not like a mango. You take it off and go. It is everywhere. And it was caused by a demon. So he said to the spirit, come off. You you can't stay here. And it happened even on the fifth day. Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday. There's the fifth day. 
He has been having meetings every Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Now the fifth Tuesday. He, he was meeting every day, but he would pray for them on the Tuesday and the Thursday. Tuesday. But the other days he didn't pray for anybody. Just Tuesday and Thursday he prayed. It's not always that we pray for people. But on the fifth Tuesday, a fifth day of praying, as he laid hands on him, he entered the spirit and he saw. And he said, come off. The demon fell down. He said, go out. And the demon walked out. This is advanced cancer. The woman normalized. I tell you, normalized and came back to normal. You see, when we talk of tormentors, you see, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. The things that kill us are caused, even old age is caused by sin. I mean, the things that make us eventually die and perish from this earth. Rick Joyner, he says he met Adam in one of the books recently. The, the call, in a vision, he met with Adam. And Adam told him that, he said, Adam told him that although he sinned, the sin was not deep in him. That's why he lived to be 900 and something years old. But as sin deepened in man, life became shorter and shorter. And that's why now when you are 30 years old, as if you are old. When you are 40, as if you are old. But it's the deepening of sin going deeper into our hearts. That is what shortens the life. So something that will take you from this earth is a sin. So I want to speak to you today because this is the message that God gave me to give to you at this Easter time. Release them so that you will also be released. I say release your brother so that you'll be released. Your father didn't look after you. Release that father. Your mother is a whatever. Release her. Your husband is whatever. Release him. Your wife is whatever. Release the person. Your child has not remembered you. Release him. Give him to God. Give her to God. Release. Your turn for release will also come. And God will release you. God will forgive you. God will have mercy on you. God will show you mercy. And show you forgiveness. To strengthen your life. And extend your days. The last thing is, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Why? Why should I forgive them? Always find a good reason. To forgive somebody. He says, for they know not what they do. Make an excuse for your sinning friend. Make an excuse, my sister. If it's a, if it's a man who is offending you and you are a woman, tell yourself, he's a man, he doesn't understand these things. So I for, Father, forgive him for him. He knows not what he does. May he never experience being converted into a woman to experience what I'm experiencing. If it's a woman who is offended, forgive her, but she knows not what she does. If it's a brother, forgive, try and find a reason. Make some excuse. Fabricate something. I said fabricate something. Create something. Make an excuse. Anybody you don't love, you don't make excuses for the person. It's only love that makes you look at somebody deeply. Without love, you never really know somebody. 
You see, when you love somebody, you start to look at the person. Then you start to look deeply and closely. And you start to understand the person. And without love, you never really know somebody. So when you love somebody, you look at the person deeply and closely. And you, 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 ah, this is why. This is why. This is the reason why. This, this is the reason why. That's the reason why my father behaved like this. That, that, that's the reason why my mother is like that. Oh, that's the reason why my beloved is the way she is. That's, that's why. Father, forgive them for, for they know. Jesus had to, he had to invent something in his mind. Lest he speak the curses of heaven and earth upon those people. Father, forgive them for. And you see, you can never forgive unless you have a good excuse. You know why the president of Ghana does not just pardon people every day? It is a good excuse. So he wait for Independence Day. Also, so today is Independence Day of whatever. Forget all. We are pardoning forty-five murderers. <laughs> but he, he needs a reason to forgive and to pardon. Even the president needs a good reason. He can't just get a Monday. I'll release twenty. Thursday I'll release. You don't just release like that. You have to have a good reason. I remember watching a news. There was somebody who had been pardoned by President Clinton just before he left. Just before the man was gone, they brought a lot of people because he had powers to pardon. So he pardoned people. Pardon you. Pardon you. Pardon you. Pardon you. Pardon. You, pardon. Tomorrow I'm no more president. What's that? The powers I will release of you. <sighs> I was reading, say he had pardoned a man, a controversial person that he had pardoned. It was a very controversial part, but he pardoned. He said, I'm, uh, I'm going tomorrow. You are free, brother. Once I have the power, I sign for you. You are out. Pardon. You see, he needs a good. I think when they are going out of office, they let them do some of those things quickly. Pardon any friend of yours or anybody you think should be pardoned, and then exit from the system. You need a good reason. If you don't love somebody, you can't pardon the person. You have to look at the person. You look at the person. You look at, when I look at Akidele for a long time, I begin to I, I love him. As I love him, I look at him deeply. You see, the Bible says that you'll be rooted and grounded in love, that you may know the depth and breadth and length. When you are deeply in love, you know the length and depth and breadth of something. If you don't have love, you can never know the length and the breadth and the depth of the person. You never really know that this is this and the breadth is like this, the length is like this. You, you don't have love. You don't easily condemn. Forgive them. Forgive them. Help them. May selfishness be taken out of us at this Easter time. Look at Jesus when he was pressed. He started praying for people. Some of us in our coolest day, we will never remember anybody to pray for. I myself and me. Lord, save me. Lord, give me money. Lord, I just pray. Touch me one more time. We come to church always just wanting some blessing for ourselves. Selfishness has eaten up our heart. You don't know that that one too is a sin. That's why you didn't count it. You counted only fornication, stealing, lying, smoking, drinking. Uh, what was the last one? Fighting and, and murder. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. I'm praying for them. 
I've got a problem, but help them. I have a major problem on the cross, Lord. They crucified him between two thieves. He said, Father, forgive them. And I'm not saying it's like a curse. Some people, when they say that prayer, it's like a curse. Father, forgive them. (laughs) It's like the whole prayer is like some curse. For they know not, Lord. Remind them surely, Lord. Some of you, poverty has fastened itself to your hair like this. You will never be free. Because you will never release somebody. Release somebody. One day you may be sitting in front of a visa officer. The person will look at you and say, You say you are 25 years old. That's your face with all these wrinkles. You say you are 25. And the person will just feel. Co- Bible says you must move with compassion. He said, It's not 25. It's not 25. Sometimes you see some of the soccer players, they say they are starlet. You are not a starlet. You are not a starlet. So you are playing junior soccer. You are 17 years old. You are not. <laughs> but maybe one day somebody will look at you through the, 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 the visa window and look at you and say, Oh, and I see your face. You are never 25. Hmm? But. I'll just, I'll just allow you to just come. It's okay, you just come. Forgive them. Forgive. Let God set you free at this time of Easter. Look, except you be converted and hearken to what I'm sharing with you, I may preach to you a thousand messages. Lay hands and pour oil on you. But the Bible says God will forgive you for everything you do. Except one thing. If you don't forgive. Not that if you, do, if you commit abortion or if you commit whatever. But he said if you don't forgive. That is where I end. If thy, if thy brother is hungry. Oh, today I know a lot of us have brothers and sisters. Doing us wrong. When we go. Find something good. To do to thy brother and thy sister. Try and break away from your tribal behavior. See, maybe you are a gun man. You, you apparently is in you. Babe, I mean, you never release the spirit of Sheila. You never release that spirit. Try and try and. I mean, be more Christian than gun. Are you a gun or a Christian? Huh? Are you a Christian or a gun? Are you kingdom of chocolate or kingdom of heaven? One day I was looking at one pastor, he had married a cantankerous lady. One day I checked the meaning of I checked the meaning of cantankerous. It says ill-natured and quarrelsome. That's it. Exactly. 
You see, to be cantankerous me, I will never leave the issue. And there are some of us, we are not guns, but we are super guns. Sometimes, when a pastor is trying to lead his wife, like Peter was, he said, Can I not, Paul said, Can I not lead about a woman? A, a wife is somebody who's supposed to be led. Can I not lead about a wife? I mean, I cannot be led. I will discuss and debate until there will be no leadings. This is stupendous. Stupendous. Fully stupendous. I am teaching. Do you know something? Recently, I was reading. I'm preaching good preaching. It's good preaching. A stupendous preaching. To be stupendous means higher than you expected. <laughs> Recently, I was reading and I was very surprised. They said, until Christ came, forgiveness and mercy eh, was not seen as a virtue. Yeah. It was not, it was not seen as a virtue. Yeah, it was rather a virtue to fight, to kill, to overcome, to defeat. It is Christ who came huh, to reveal another power, higher than the power of revenge, the power of Jesus Christ. And look at us, 2,000 years have gone by, where he won our hearts. He still won our hearts and we are ready to die for him with the power of his love and the power of his mercy. Stand to your feet, everybody. <laughs> he won my heart. I say he won my heart. He won my heart with his love. How could you forgive me, Lord, of so much when I owed you so much? He won my heart. And that's why we serve him. And that's why we love him. Everybody up on your feet, please. Standing. Father, we thank you for your blessing tonight. Oh, I feel healing is taking place already. As we love the Lord and as we experience his mercies. Lift your hand and surrender all hurts, Grievous offenses in your heart. All jackets that you are holding and shirts that you are holding and dresses you are holding and people's suitcases that you are holding. Say, I will never release you. I will never forgive you. I will, I will bear this against you, against your father, against your mother, against your child, against all. Release it tonight. I am the Lord that he loved thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and I heal your disease. 
lift your hands. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. That you need a just lift your hand and personally speak to the Lord and ask the Lord say, Lord I just want to I just want to release I just want to release forgive I said, do good if therefore if your enemy is hungry feed him if he's thirsty give him drink for in so doing you shall heap coals of fire upon his head Thank you for your great blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for mercies that we may also be released into your mercy. Father, we forgive. We forgive. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. If you are not well in any part of your body, just place your hand. In fact, all of us are not well. Just place your hand on your heart somewhere. We all need healing from the Lord. Father, thank you for healing. I speak your healing, Lord. The healing that comes through the stream of forgiveness, the stream of love, let it flow into our hearts. Let it be released into our hearts. Lord, not only for today, but for tomorrow. For tomorrow's offenses, Lord. For the hurts that will come tomorrow and in the years ahead. For the people that owe us, Lord. We release, Lord. In our hearts, Lord, we release. That one day we may also be released. We thank you. For that says the Spirit of the Lord. Everyone here shall have the opportunity to forgive. For everyone here shall be offended. For offenses must surely come and surely shall come and shall come again and again and woe to him through whom these offenses come but offenses must needs come says the Lord for it is your test for your promotion into my kingdom and into the God kind of life it is your test it must needs be woe unto the world because of offenses Woe unto my children because of offenses For offenses shall come and drive them away from their victory Offenses shall come and steal their victory Offenses shall come and take them away from their blessing Shall shorten their lives, shall kill them before their time Woe unto my children because of offenses For as many as shall rise As many as shall not be deceived by these offenses And shall walk in my love Shall experience my victory Shall experience my mercy Shall experience my release for I shall release you. I release you to riches. I release you to prosperity. I release you to your blessing. I release you to long life. As you release your fellow servant, so I release you into your blessing. Therefore release and don't be afraid. For I the Lord shall lift you up. And I the Lord shall bless you in due season. Woe. Woe unto my little ones. 
because of offenses. Offenses shall end their lives. Therefore, have mercy. For I shall show you much mercy in your time of need. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, Pastor, pray for me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm not a born-again Christian. Please pray for me. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. And I want to pray for you. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but in your heart you know you are, not, you are far from God. If you die today, if you die tomorrow, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand quickly. Lift it up high. Just your right hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see all your hands. Over there, upstairs, everywhere. Lift it up high. God sees. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front here. Maybe you didn't lift your hand, but you want to come. Come quickly. Come to Jesus this evening. We want to pray with you as we close our service. mercy on me I realize I'm a sinner but today I come to you for mercy please forgive me please cleanse me in the blood of Jesus from tonight I will serve you I will follow you and I will obey you thank you Lord in Jesus name in Jesus name amen Hallelujah. God bless you. Please go with our pastor here. Go this way with our pastor who is waving his hand here. Oh, give them a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. Well, this afternoon, can we all be standing, please? I heard the sad news that um, one of my fathers in the Lord and in the ministry, Uncle James, had gone to be with the Lord. Some of you may remember during my 40th birthday, he was one of the people who spoke. I don't know whether he was filmed, but he was on the video. And I just heard today that he went home to be with the Lord. So... I was very sad and um, I want us to just bow down our heads in a moment of silence to honor and respect somebody who has been a father to me and a blessing therefore to all of us who are part of this ministry in silence to just give honor to whom honor is due and thanks to the Lord 
for his blessing. That we may one day all be together with you in glory. Thank you for your blessing. I honor my own Uncle James today. And I thank you. And I honor you, Lord, for the blessing of the fathers, the uncles, the blessings you give to us. Lord, I remember the day he advised me about this church. I thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. He's a healing Jesus. He's a to give a good offering. If you have received the offering, bring it to the front. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind.